0: And welcome to You Love to See It, FanBites movie review podcast styled after a delightful neighborhood video store. Every week, our friendly staff watches a movie and decides if it's a chosen one, worthy of the intense honor of our highly exclusive staff picks shelf. If it does some cool splits and has enough Van cheek shots for, you know, deserve the recognition of our totally fine middle aisle. Or if the movie in question is unworthy of its Van Damness and henceforth, sent straight to the confines of our dreadful, unsanitary, and roach-infested dumpster. Working the counter today, we have yours truly, Danielle, I don't bow, I flex my pecs. Riendo. And I am so pleased to present my fellow Van Dam MMA action sports fan, Fernanda. What's the difference if Bruce Springsteen <laughs> is his Sadoshi proaches How are you today, Fernanda?
2: I'm doing amazing. I had a really (laughs) tough time picking my nickname this week because this movie, the movie we're going to get into is just a fountain of (laughs) one-liners that are totally worthy of being nicknames here. Um, So I'm excited and I'm sure we'll get get into all those one-liners throughout the show. I know I will because every time I watch it, I find new one-liners to obsess over and build a whole personality around because that's what I do.
0: Yeah, this movie really is a treasure trove. And I should also tell y'all, in, in honor of the movie, perhaps, both Fernanda and I have been slightly blinded by crotch dust. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're both having a day today. So this is going to be, and I think it's actually perfect uh, for the movie that we're watching. Uh, you know, I, I think it's perfect uh, for what I, we're doing. I feel
2: like it. We're both loopy <laughs> and it's a loopy movie. Um I feel yeah. like we might be vibing at the same frequency yeah,
0: we of the are. movie.
2: Yeah today we are. between <laughs> between <laughs> sleep deprivation, just getting yeah. back into the hang of things after uh, a bit of a break. Uh international traveling. Yeah. I feel like we're it's gonna it's gonna get weird today, folks. Yeah. It's gonna get weird. And I just, love it for yeah. us. I think it's Just gonna be a
0: amazing. warning. That it's going to be weird. It's going to be a special episode, a very special episode, if you will.
2: Don't hold it against us.
0: <laughs> Come back next time. Don't worry. And hey, maybe this is your vibe, too. So, you know, welcome to the party, basically. Welcome to the party. Uh, and what party is this? Oh, my friends. I am so excited. <laughs> I am so fucking excited because this month we are celebrating Jean-Claude Van January. That's January, for short. January. January. (laughs) With a celebration of films featuring the muscles from Brussels, one Jean-Claude Van Damme himself. We have a selection of Jean-Claude Van Delights for you, a combination of his formative work, (laughs) a couple of (laughs) lesser-known treasures, and a wrap-up we think you'll enjoy. So smile, do a half-wink, and prepare yourself and your splits for January. (laughs) <laughs> and of course, today we decided to start to start January with blood sport.
1: For centuries, the society of the Black Dragon has sanctioned an ancient rite of combat known as the Kumite, <laughs> open only to the world's most lethal yeah. warriors. It has never been won by a Westerner. You are not Japanese. I can do it now. For the first time, the true story of America's <laughs> super agent Frank Dukes can be revealed. Uncle Sam can't afford to let you get hurt. I'm going to uncle. Frank is going to fight in the Kumite and we're here to stop him. An awesome human weapon. It hurts me just looking at it. Who infiltrates the Chinese underworld. I did not come this far to stop now. Take him. To enter a forbidden competition. could not you just get me in? Strict rules, no press. Are you telling me you never break rules? where every fighting style, every worthy opponent, every deadly technique, clash in savage combat. Time to separate the men from the boys. And only one will triumph. Now I will break you. International martial arts sensation Jean-Claude Van Damme in Bloodsport the true story of the ultimate champion.
0: Uh, and th- for those of you who are new to the power, the glory, and the pure 80s-fueled cheese that is Bloodsport, here is a general synopsis that I totally wrote last night right after watching it. <laughs> <coughs> Bloodsport is somehow, quote, based on a true story, unquote, the story of a man named Frank Dukes, who is a very, he's very, very good at fighting. He's just a man who's good at fighting. And in the movie, he's played by Jean-Claude Van Damme, who is a military dude who has to escape to Hong Kong to compete in a no-holds-barred or full-contact kumite, basically a giant bloody tournament with very (laughs) weird rules. He does this to honor someone special uh, and maybe get a cool fucking sword in the process. Uh, There's a lot of dirty fighting Uh, Despite all the ritual trappings and the presence of a very useless referee, there's a lot of ball-punching flashy geese, a bad guy named Chong Li who just fucking kills people on the mat, an American named Ray Jackson who mostly drinks beers, cheers for Frank, and punches people in the face. Oh, and there's also a journalist named Janice, Janice the Journalist, uh, who doesn't much care for all the violence, but she likes Frank and his hot little butt. Also, a young Forrest Whitaker is in this movie as a cop, Chasing Frank down.
2: Academy Award winner. (laughs) Forrest Whitaker. Academy
0: Award winner. Forrest Whitaker falls. We must add.
2: This This man has a literal Oscar, and still Uh. the honor of having been on Bloodsport is probably the highest achievement of his career. I'm just gonna go ahead and guess. I don't I'm not personally I'm not personal friends. With right. one Academy Award winner, Forrest Whitaker. Um, yeah. And I do love his... Uh, I think it was the one that won him the Academy Award, Idi Amin, in uh, The Last King of Scotland. Yes. Amazing yes. performance. Still, this is the crowning achievement... I think ...of so. this man's career. But we'll, we'll get to it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting ahead that. of myself. No, no, I'm just please. really excited about this month. This I'm is excited. really
0: exciting. And I'm really excited. And as we as we said before, <laughs> we both have weird uh, crotch dust powder in our faces. So we're, we're doing it. we're We're getting through this today. I promise that's a reference to the movie. If you haven't seen the movie, which, you know, we're going to go right into sort of our history uh, with the movie in our setting the scene section. So this is where we introduce the movie at hand. We're going to talk a little bit about our history with the cinematic masterpiece in question. Fernanda, you are the Shidoshi or the sensei. <laughs> Or the professor, if you do Brazilian jiu to, of January. And I want to hear about your history with blood sport.
2: Oh man. Oh man. That is a loaded <laughs> question. That is I I knew this question was coming because we do it in every episode and I still don't know how to how to properly frame yeah. it. Uh first of all, when you talk about it hasn't Hasn't the past couple of years been crotch dust in all of our faces? Yes. I'm just going to leave this this questioning out there yes. for our listeners yes. to consider and think about. I promise I'm not drunk. Uh, by the way, while recording the show, <laughs> same, uh, same. This it's it's still like early in the afternoon. It's literally just my brain going places today. But um, yeah, bloodsport. I we've talked a little bit about my jean-claude fandom in um the lionheart episode and then you and paul cuz it was your idea by the way i want our <laughs> listeners to know this wasn't this wasn't <laughs> something i w- I, w- I forced upon the staff we had a different theme in mind for january and you guys suggested and kind of like convinced me in a way to do <laughs> January. So, like you guys are fulfilling my lifelong dream yes. of just having a platform where I can just spend an entire month discussing discussing Van Damme. But yeah. I became obsessed with Jean-Claude Van Damme in my early 20s to the point where it kind of like became my identity. And like <laughs> every like every year for my birthday, I get Van Damme gifts. I can't yes. tell you how many times I've gotten the dancing Van Damme gift from Lionheart from uh, Kickboxer, not to be confused with the dancing Van Damme gift from Breakdance. That's a whole different right. thing. Right? Um, Those are two
0: different gifts. Let's get different it right.
2: different gifts. Yep. Like just know your Van Dammes. That's all I ask <laughs> all of you. Uh, uh, but Mind I just your and D's. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, amazing. Amazing. I love your brain today, Danielle. Like it really suits our 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 mission here. But I yeah, just became obsessed and the gateway uh drug into Van Damme's universe of like just going AWOL and and kicking people's butts because that's apparently his thing. He's done it in several movies <laughs> with several different like military forces. Right. Um and I <laughs> just became obsessed with watching blood sport i was like early into my mma uh journey uh as some of the listeners might know i'm like i've been an mma writer for like 12 years now and the whole the two things just really came together at a very specific time of my yeah. life and i just really became obsessed so I watched Blood uh it it was on all the time when I was a kid on TV, but I I think I only consciously watched it for the first time like when I was in my probably 21, 22. And since then I've watched it so many freaking times. Like <laughs> I've done pieces on it. I uh watched it. I was like the the I accompanied one of my editors at The Athletic while he watched it for the first time and we wrote a piece about it. I watched it to do my piece on Van Damme characters as MMA fighters. Yes. I watched iconic it piece,
0: with, by the way. Iconic. Thank piece. you.
2: Yes. And we'll talk about it because you made an observation in your notes that I feel like ties into that. I did. Uh, the link will be in uh, the yes. the show notes, by yes. the way, for those of you who want to read it. I made my now husband watch it in one of our first virtual dates because oh. if he didn't like it there was no way we would be together. Um, so <laughs> Van Dam yeah. is my screensaver on my phone. Van Dam oh is my screensaver on my Fitbit. Van Dam yes. is a very unhealthy obsession that makes no sense uh, within the general <laughs> scheme of my personality. But yeah, I'll stop talking about Van Dam. But just so people know and understand what they're getting themselves into with me and this month, that's... Yeah. That's the extent of my, it It, it goes deep. And yeah. with Bloodsport specifically, it, it, it's a bit of a cliche. It's a cliche movie. Like when you say Van Dam, I think a lot of people just immediately associate uh, with either Bloodsport or Kickboxer or they can't tell them apart. Uh, that happens a lot. Um, but I think it's a cliche for a good reason because it really is like a very like classic Van Damme Joint And it really like displays a lot of his skills, but we'll get into it. So yeah. that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the gist of it. Uh Hopefully no like FBI person is listening to it or I will for sure end up on like some kind of list. After this uh, <laughs> the list, list.
0: <laughs> <It's>
2: like, <laughs> this girl is like, into some, she's in some weird shit. Uh, let's keep an eye on her. But yeah, that's my, my story with it.
0: Oh, that's honestly very beautiful. And I'm going to make a fun martial arts metaphor here. Uh, so for yeah. me and my Van Dam knowledge and expertise and desire and delight, um, I consider myself like a blue belt in the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu <laughs> okay. system. Uh, Which to is your black it's just belt? Good. Yeah, okay, a blue belt. You. you know, there's only five belts, so you're kind of like intermediate, beginner, intermediate, and that's what I actually yeah. am in real life too. So it's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm halfway through my blue belt. I've got two stripes on my blue belt. I'm like, that's okay. where I am with Van Damme and his beautiful work. Uh, (laughs) So you have introduced me to, you introduced me to Lionheart and you introduced me to several of his beautiful movies through the pieces that you wrote. Again, link in the show notes for these incredible pieces where Fernanda actually rates the character on how they would do in MMA uh, currently, like in modern MMA. It's very good. You should read them uh, and the link will be available to you. Um, But I have actually somehow, even as a, Really big martial arts fan. I did martial arts as a teenager, um, you know, not nearly as seriously as I did later on. I started, you know, boxing when I was about 29 and then got really, really into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. It's been about five years of consistent training in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu at this point. But despite all of that, despite all my enthusiasm for these things and general love of Jean Claude Van Damme and his beautiful splits, I never saw Bloodsport before last night. Last night was my first time. (laughs) watching bloodsport.
2: Man. I know, right? I'm jealous. I wish I had watched this movie for the <laughs> first. I wish I wish somebody could come in and raise my memory yeah. so that I would have the pleasure yes. of watching Bloodsport for the first time. I'm so jealous.
0: It was it was a lot of fun. I had a wonderful time. And I really think we're going to have fun <laughs> talking about this movie today because you again, you are the black belt here. You are the professor of Jean-Claudeology. <laughs> vandamology vandamology there you go that's much better uh and you know your shit and i am new to it but i have some experience with it you know i'm not like a hundred percent white belt first day but i'm kind of like Van Dam learning some cool shit in a fun montage it to, to you the shidoshi uh so that's we're getting amazing. now into the stripping it down section a brief warning of course uh before we decide to break out of our American, somehow, this time? Military base. <laughs> uh, <coughs> go fight in the Kumite. Uh, Question. where shit gets real. <sighs> Meaning, this is the part where we discuss details of the film, including specific aspects of the plot and characters, otherwise known as spoilers. So beware, listeners, who are unaware of the horror and the glory of Bloodsport, as we are enter the Stripping It Down section, and this is where we're going to talk about detailed elements of this film. Nanda, I really love your point here uh, about how the young Frank Ducks, so we have like extended sections, (laughs) extended hilarious sections of like backstory where I I don't know if they cast real actors or like some kids that the fucking producers knew or whatever, Uh, but (laughs) like the backstory of this movie is basically Frank Dukes moves to America with his vineyard parents, and he gets in with the wrong crowd for about 10 seconds and they come in to steal the sword of the Shidoshi. But Frank Dukes does, doesn't want to steal it. He wants to put it back nicely, but gets kicked in the balls, you know, for breaking and entering. <laughs> and then gets trained by the, the Shidoshi and his young son. Uh, and my God, you're right. They don't look anything alike. <laughs> this
2: kid doesn't look anything what? like I John Claude. I don't understand it. They don't even have the same eye color. (laughs) Like, Venom has those, like, I don't know, green hazel eyes (sighs) that you could get lost in. And, like, forever. Got distracted here for for a second. No, it's (laughs) good. Venom. Beautiful eyes. They're like so badass, but so innocent at the same time. It's just, it's, it's okay. But I digress. The thing is, this kid has brown eyes. This kid has an entirely different, like, like shaped face like why I have so I well first of all let's not ask too many questions because like sure, that's the first sure. rule of the kumite um yeah a lesson I mean that I do have questions <laughs> I
0: do have questions about the kumite I have many and I know that you will have some answers because you also appreciate at least on some level modern MMA I know both of us are less actually yeah obsessive about modern MMA than perhaps we were a year or two ago but still yeah. still Still, we but have still, we, a little bit of We know some
2: stuff. We know yeah. some
0: things, uh, but please, I I do respect the need to not ask too many questions because you,
2: you just have yeah. to go with it. Because yeah. <laughs> and, and then that's the beauty of it because the scenes are like it moves fast and you're yeah. immediately transported to an entirely different situation. So I feel like that's them mercifully like putting us out of our inquisitive misery. Right. It's like, why are you still asking about Young Van Dam? We're doing something entirely different now. Like right. we're in Hong Kong and there's this like big bearded guy, like playing like arcade games, like we're it's a different situation. Why are you stuck in this? <laughs> Maybe you have attachment issues. Like don't waste your time with this.
0: Apparently no one needs to make weight in this universe. Cause he's just drinking no. beer constantly. constantly. Nobody needs
2: to make constantly. weight. Like, weight classes are for like people who are weak. This is a commutating. Cool <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you know this, but people literally die. This is for like, <laughs> Real, like, people. And as a reminder, totally real thing that happens. Because Frank Dukes totally did those things and holds (laughs) several records. Right? All of them. All of the records. He still holds, including 56 straight not consecutive knockouts. Sure thing,
0: (laughs) Dukes. Yeah. So, just as a fun aside this movie was supposedly based on the real story of this real man who did serve as like a consultant on the movie. I think a choreographer and he did some training with Jean-Claude, but as I understand it, basically all of it has been debunked and he's just a bullshitter. So I don't know if any any (laughs) part of any of this was real on any level. And plus it's already like, it's a Hollywood movie based on a very tenuous real story. So like who is there like 2% of truth?
2: Perhaps I honestly don't think so. You know who the <laughs> who <even>. Frank Dukes <laughs> You know who he reminds me of? Uh yeah. the guy Napoleon dynamite who created Rex Pondo oh. Oh, and wears God. the like yes. pants with the American like flag. That's weird. <laughs> It's like, yeah, you know, you think anybody's going to mess with me when I'm wearing these bad boys? That's like how I imagine Frank Dukes yeah. in my mind. Like, that's yeah. what I decided. And there's a, I found a little quote uh, from a co-writer of the movie, sure. Sheldon Lettich. And he said this in a QA and a to a website. I had known Frank Dukes for a number of months before I came up with the idea for Bloodsport. Frank told me a lot of tall tales, most of which turned out to be bullshit. But this story is about participating in the so-called Kumite. Even uh, the Kumite event sounded like a great idea for a movie. There was one guy who he introduced me to named Richard Brander, who claimed to have actually been at the Kumite event and who swore everything Frank told me was true. A few years later, this guy had a falling out with Frank and confessed to me that everything he told me about the Kumite was a lie. Frank (laughs) had coached him on what to say. And honestly, Frank, whatever. If your twisted, lying mind came up with something that led to Bloodsport, all the power to you.
0: Right. a good thing happened from all this lying. <laughs> and that good thing is this movie that we watched. Like that, that yes. beautiful a beautiful thing came from this, you know, verbal diarrhea of this man, basically. So.
2: <laughs> Kids, lie in his bed unless Unless you're coming up with blood sport. Then <laughs> unless it's unless cool.
0: it leads to blood sport.
2: <laughs> then it's allowed. Uh, I don't even know. Like, I remember at the time when I first watched it, reading a bunch on like Frank Duke's the person. Now I don't remember, so I don't even know if he like fucking sucks. Probably I'm gonna go ahead
0: and guess. Hey, it's but, it's a very non-zero chance,
2: <laughs> but I will. <laughs> yeah. I will commend him on being creative enough to like come up with this entire concept that's pawned. Blood sport. but yeah it's like when in the grand scheme of things the kid who looks nothing like venom <laughs> in the future it's just a small by the end of the movie you're not even thinking about it
0: anymore <laughs> i mean to be honest it's another thing that's charming there's one thing i don't find charming about this movie but everything else including all the mistakes and all the like <laughs> other otherwise kind of crappy things again yeah. there's i do have one big issue with the movie and we will get to that but other yeah. than that even the fact that this kid looks nothing like Van Damme and he's a terrible actor. And really, I genuinely don't know if they, like, picked actual actors for the kids because it's very, like,
2: ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it could have uh, been, like, just... Uh, the exact had, like, a like a little nephew and he's like, oh, my nephew really wants to be in the movie. And it's like, he he has to be in it. So they're like, you know what? Fuck it. He's just, like, young dukes. Who cares? Nobody gives yeah. a fuck. That's not what we're here for. So <laughs> I, I would... I don't even know if I could be just maybe the kid is actually an actor and he's just not very good at it. In which case, I'm sorry. I hope you evolved and progressed. You were very young. You're allowed your mistakes, young Frank Dukes. But in the context of the movie, it's all very puzzling.
0: It's just like to compare and contrast with a recent movie, a recent Jean-Claude Van Damme movie we looked at. Ashley Johnson, very natural in Lionheart. Like a great kid actor. Genuine You really believe her, you really feel for her versus these kids who are me, I don't know. (laughs) However, again, it's kind of charming. It is kind of charming in this cheese, cornball, hammy, you know, ham, corn and cheese sandwich, I guess, kind of (laughs) 80s way right? Like, it kind of all fits together. And the whole movie really is, like, a very, very simple plot, very simple characters. You know, we go to a tournament, we fight in a tournament, there are stakes, there's honor on the line, like, it's very, like, it's, like, the most 80s martial arts movie that could ever exist, right? Like, it is, like, prototypical in so many ways, and it nails... The texture. This was kind of yeah. my biggest thing, and I and I think you agreed with me on this as well. Yeah. It just has this incredible, incredible, like pleasurable, fun, exciting texture. It has incredible, like the corniest fucking soundtrack you'll ever see <laughs> in your life. Or excuse me, here in it's your amazing. life. Maybe you see it too. Maybe you see it too. You have synesthesia. I do when I think about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful shots, like gorgeous, gorgeous, beautiful shots, uh, including the like corniest shots on Earth, including the close-up that fades a little bit into the uh, you know backstory montage. <laughs>
2: It's amazing. Like, and then you see, like, you have everything. You have, like, fight montages. You have, like, pensive vending montages. You have him doing split in several different surfaces. You have his butt, which respectfully, and we were talking about this before the show started, like, I'm not one to objectify human beings, and I think there's a lot more Mm -hmm. to us than our physical appearances. However, I will say that that man has the most beautiful butt Mm -hmm. in, like, movie like in all movie history and like maybe like actual real life history who knows i haven't seen that many butts but like his really ranks high up there and the way that they shot this movie like because every one of his movies i think probably has one of those shots at least
0: at least most of them i know lionheart had some good cheek shots
2: they do universal soldier he's like fully naked at one point incredible Incredible. Yeah, we'll we'll get we'll probably discuss this as we go through the other yeah. movies uh, of this month, uh, and we can maybe rate all the butts by the end of it. Yes. But I mean, if I had that butt, I would have a clause in my contract that's like I need, I need to show it at least once. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. But this one was very tasteful. It was like post-coital, and he's like. Yep. Very naturally just like pulling his like underpants up and just kind of like hot red undies
0: like hot red. Actually kind of more like a wine red, but also very red. I just remember them being a very good color and shape. Like he's doing a bikini basically. And it is fantastic. Fan fucking tastic.
2: Hugging him in all the right places. So again, respectfully, Respectfully, sorry. Uh, But that was a very, a very. Good scene. Fantastic. As our producer, Paul, oh, just God. said in the chat. uh, vent- fantastic. fantastic. But I indeed. totally did agree with you when you talked. And and I was like, I, I, did, I couldn't put my finger on like exactly the word I wanted to use. And you nailed it when you said texture. I just feel like this movie has tons of it. And it's like, it's considered generally a bad movie because it's cheesy as fuck and like. <laughs> I get it, but it's. I think it's well shot. It the is. The scenes are really good. Yeah. The soundtrack is, like you said, extremely cheesy, but it really works with the movie. Yes. And I genuinely love Van Dam in it. Yeah. People same. like to rag on Van Dam a lot, uh, and honestly, I think he really evolved as an actor over the years. Like, I think he on Expendables two, he's like legitimately good. Um, but. I love him in this movie. I think he is so good as Frank Dukes. I think he lends this character, this like innate likability because it really is like the macho guy. Like, first of all, like who decided that he was going to be a Tanaka, even though he's white as fuck. And then he just like decides to go to this thing and fight and whatever, like this macho bullshit. And he escaped the military and he's like escaping cops, but he could be very douchey and detestable. But yes. he's not. He's no, really fucking nice and lovable. And you want to hang out with him. And that's just like Van Damme just has that, like he, he's able to lend that boyish kind of like charm to his characters in a very cool way. So I don't know. I I actually, when I tell people that this is one of my favorite movies and they're like, oh, you're just like, they think I'm just saying this like, oh, this is like an ironic millennial <laughs> thing. Like... Saying that a bad movie is your favorite movie because it sounds cool. And it's like, no, I legitimately really like it. I think it's just a very fun and enjoyable little, like, harmless few minutes. Uh, For the most part, harmless. We'll get to it because I know um, we're going to talk about the the more problematic aspects of the movie. And they truly are there. But, like, as a general, like, movie-watching experience, I think it's just such a cool, like... It's a cool ride. It's just fun, and like you said, it has like so much texture, and it has, I think, so much identity in a way. And I think that's why it's lasted. Like the legacy of the movie has lasted this long. I feel like it, it does a very good job of sort of like transporting you into that f- weird ass universe uh, that they did not create because it totally existed <laughs> in real life. Because this it's totally, totally a true real. <laughs> and i like i said i watched it several times i'm i don't even like watching movies repeatedly but i every time i find something different to enjoy about it like the quirky one-liners or the shots or those fun little moments like a fighter losing a go tooth and the guy coming in and like oh stealing my God. It, it
0: i was so close to naming myself that until the, pe- until the peck bow thing, I was a hundred percent going to be like, I'm, I'm stealing your bloody gold tooth. <laughs> it's like-
2: <That's> amazing. Who thinks of those things. It's just so fucking, just all those little moments, the guy would like, okay, USA and Lynn is a, is a, an amazing character. I don't know. I just. God, yeah. It just makes me smile. Like, I watch <sighs> the movie, and I'm, like, happy even though a dude literally dies. And everybody cares for a whole of, like, two minutes. <laughs>
0: yeah, force. except for John Lee. doesn't on. care.
2: Because he's bad. Because
0: <laughs> he's a bad man.
2: <laughs> he's just evil. That's yeah. it. Like, that's all the layer you need
0: <laughs> for John yeah, Lee. Yeah, this is not an onion of a movie. No. This is not This is not an onion of a movie. This is a, a more obvious movie. But sometimes that's what you want. Sometimes you want a hot, simple man <laughs> to root for just as he to goes be good at to the day, and he has a best friend who just guzzles beer all day, but still also fights. Like, sometimes Amazing. that's what you want. And also, I just have to say, that's an aspect of the movie I also truly loved is the bromance between Jackson and Amazing. Dukes. They have a beautiful bromance. They bond over video games. First and foremost, uh, yeah. and also like Frank, uh, not really approving of of Jackson, semi hitting on a woman, and then putting his feet next to her, which is like a bit of a douche move. I'm not I'm not approving Jackson's move there. That wasn't the best thing. Uh, but like otherwise, Jackson is this lovable, big, dumb American who just like loves to fight. He loves to punch things. He never puts his hands up which bothered me a lot. Um and I guess it's also how some things happened in the movie, but you know, yeah. you know, neither here nor there. Uh, he, but he punches things and drinks beer. That is this man's character. That is who he is. But and they love each other. Right, we don't need more. They love each other. Duke's even says, "I love you, my friend." At the end, it gives he, him a kiss. <laughs> right, He gives and him he a gets kiss. His
2: bandana like for him? And they yeah, share, he, like, a meaningful look. It's beautiful.
0: It's gorgeous. No, Jackson has too much toxic masculinity to say, I love you back. He says, me too. But
2: you <laughs> can see he, it he in he his, eyes. It his eyes. It's, he says it with his eyes. He says it with his eyes. They don't need words when you have that kind of connection. Yeah. You just know.
0: They just and understand each other. That's
2: another common Vendem thread. We talked about this with Lionheart. Um, yes that it had the most cartoonish villainous villain. And I love that because you're not caught in all the, oh, but this, like this person, like, The Like Marvel anti-heroes that they're giving you all this backstory and you're like sympathizing with them on a human level, which I get like I appreciate as a person who has empathy and compassion and uh, likes to see the humanity in people. But sometimes as also like a person who just wants to like do dumb shit in front, like just to sit down in front of a TV and just be dumb for like one and a half to two hours that the Van Damme universe really gives you that opportunity to just loathe people, to yes. just be like, "This person sucks." There's yes. nothing about them that I want to root for, and that's Chung Lee. Like, yep, he just fucking he just wants to like win and kill people yeah, and, and throw I crotch dust
0: us. at people. He's a dirty fighter. He's yeah. dirty. He's a dirty fighter.
2: It's not even, not nice. that, right? Like, it, that's even that extra layer. It's not even that he's just that good at fighting. He's like a cheater, too. He wins
0: dirty. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good.
2: So I love it for us. This is our yeah. pure hero who just wants to make his Shidoshi proud facing the villainous villain guy. Like, yeah. I love that. It's I'll so
0: simple. It. It's good versus evil, it's ball punch versus.
2: Crushed us, Pumula. <laughs> Poor Pumula. He oh. did not. He did not deserve to be. He better. It deserved better than that. Yeah. That ball shot.
0: So there's. Well, you know what? That's a,
2: a comite. You sign up for it. At least he didn't get killed like the other guy.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Jackson, thankfully, does escape with his life, even though he he's drinking beer also in the hospital, which is pretty funny.
2: Uh, but I mean, I, it's I the worst that could happen. You're you know, already at the hospital.
0: Him. That's his life. You know, he's going to live his life. He's going to drink the beer. One thing I I also really appreciated about this was that, like, very early mixed martial arts kind of vibe to it because UFC starts in, what, 93, something like that, early yeah. 90s. And it comes from this tradition of uh, kind of like the premise of this movie of all different fighting styles come together and different people Mm -hmm. can win in different ways. Now, obviously, like, the rules of what's going on here make no fucking sense whatsoever. (laughs) They outline it as if there's, like, three rules. Like, you can basically get a submission, if they say mate, you can throw them out of the ring, uh, which is just, like, a ring out, or you can, you know, knock them out, I guess. It's, It's like, okay, three simple rules. Why is it, first of all, I'm sorry, but why is there a referee if they're useless, and they're not gonna actually referee the fight? That's fucking crazy, I'm sorry. So that they
2: can give a meaningful look when <laughs> Chumbley kills a dude.
0: Right, a meaningful look. And also, he is a means of a cartwheel motion. Exactly. At one point, he, too.
2: He guides Van Damme uh, yeah. through his uh, crotch dust haze. Yes. Um, so that referee, and he has not a single line right in the movie, I think. He
0: just has meaningful looks, I think. Yeah, a lot of just meaningful looks. I, and he doesn't have a the hand story motion. on that guy.
2: I need, yeah. like, a, a sequel on the referee. What, what, because you can see what would drive the fighters to be fighting in the committee. What drove? What drives, him?
0: What drives him? He's not keeping people from dying. That's the point of a referee, usually, <laughs> in an MMA. Like, it's to stop things when they get too far so nobody dies. That's like, that's the level. point. That's basically the point. Like, that is the point. And to, like, maintain the rules, which include things like no crotch shots and no, like, biting or, you know, dirty yeah. fighting tactics. Basically. Which is all
2: allowed in this thing. Which is all he doesn't allowed even, here. He doesn't even see the crotch dust being thrown. So but this, it, Which
0: is, is, like, funny. This is Did he already referee. get crotch dusted? Is that, like, the whole thing that he's actually a blind referee? And, like, because he's been blinded by crotch dust. And so he doesn't actually, like, notice anything?
2: I don't know. I don't know Could if that's be. supposed to be. That's why, that's why we need character development on the. Right. We don't need character development on anybody else. Like, I feel like the opening montage gave us everything we needed to know about these people. Because yeah. the montages, by the way, to me. Yes. Are like the pinnacle in this movie. I think everybody in the world loves a good fight montage and that there's literally not a montage better than the one of Vendem being trained by, by the uh, Shidoshi Tanaka. But the opening montage to me is a very underrated moment because you have all these fighters showing sort of their skills and they're sort of like places on earth. Yeah. And you have like very small pieces of dialogue that kind of place them in we're going to the comité. We have one guy talking about how people die in the comité. So we have all this, like, we have all the information we need for the rest of the freaky movie in that tiny little montage. And that's, as Paul would say, capital F filmmaking. <laughs> yes. You're situated. You, you know everything you need. You have all your utensils to like really dive into the rest of the movie. And that's all you need as as far as backstories go on these, on these characters. Uh, Um, but not the ref. We are still missing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We needed (laughs) him. (laughs) He's not in the opening
2: montage.
0: (laughs) We needed him. We needed a little (laughs) bit of him. And like the whole idea of this Kumite is like through a secret society. And there's like three representatives of the secret society that are doing the whole thing. And like, they do like bow and show deference when somebody dies. But yeah. like, bros, Brosifus, Brosyfus, Brosify? <laughs> I don't know. Y'all need to like keep people from dying. Because that's that's basic respect.
2: <laughs> right that's there, unnecessary. Like that, dying. <laughs> no, and it's like, okay, a guy like got hit real hard and died. Like that's that happens. It's unfortunate, right. but it's like a, a thing that might happen in a ring. The guy was like out and Chung Lee just like went in there and twisted his neck to kill him. That's straight up murder.
0: That's just murder. (laughs) That's not fighting. That's murder.
2: (laughs) These people witnessed murder and they like (laughs) bow their head down for a second and feel like, okay, our job here is done. (laughs) We've done enough (laughs) guys. to to address this situation. (laughs) It's just such a very dark moment in the movie that lasts a second and we just move right along with it. We just, we just
0: uh, keep going. Yeah, it, it doesn't hold up super well uh in terms of that. And I do want to talk Fernanda about my one problem with the movie. And okay. It is a problem. It is a problem. Yeah. movie is racist. It's yeah. it's an issue. We've got we've got a real issue. Obviously like the good guys are white. The bad guy is yeah. uh Asian American dude. Uh another bad guy is a Middle I think Eastern it's not dude. even
2: Asian American. I think it's just
0: just an Asian guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, we have maybe the part that bothered me the most, and you you might have more insight on this than me. But there, there is a, a black gentleman who does some moves that just seem not great. Uh, at, at, at multiple points during the movie, there's a couple of scenes where he's fighting, and like, I don't know how else to put this. Like, it just seems kind of racist. Uh, you said he's supposed to be Brazilian.
2: I don't. So that's. I was actually looking up. His yeah. last name is Mora. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, the character's last name. I yeah. was actually looking that up because the first time I watched it, uh, I was watching it with a, den, a then boyfriend, and he mentioned sure. that. But I, I haven't, and I. I don't know if the flag appears at any point and I just missed it, even though I watched this movie like a hundred thousand times. I have bad memory. Uh, I just remember that information being throw, thrown out there. And today doing my uh, extensive research, uh, which consisted of Googling, I did not find any information to that effect. Cause I don't know if that was supposed to, I don't know what that's necessarily supposed to be. Um, like what style even that is supposed right. to be, and that and that and that might actually be a style, and like apologies right. if we just don't know it, but it comes across very strange. Yeah, I remember the first time I yeah. saw it, I was like, uh, uh, okay, I don't know how I feel about this. And yeah, then like, there's Hussein, the like the yeah. like Hussein is like the one like sort of Middle Eastern, I guess, character. We don't yeah. know exactly where he's from. I think. And like his one thing in the movie is also being a bit big villain who's actually very bad at fighting and just like randomly motions. Also a motions dirty fighter. To, yeah. Also a dirty fighter who motions to slap Janice like at a fucking hotel lobby like right. out of the blue. It's just and the ba- the good guys as you were saying like it's Frank and 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 Jackson who are both white and the journalist lady who by the way represents. <laughs> It's the only female representation in the movie yeah. and I don't I don't know I don't know how I feel about it. On the one hand, career lady doing everything to get her story. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> break that glass ceiling. <laughs> just going in there just like, you know what? I'm a great reporter and I'm going to like infiltrate this very masculine brutal universe to get my story. So, uh good on Janice for that. Uh but she just sleeps with seduces like people and sleeps with a guy to get her She's story. To try to get the story. Yeah. It's, I'll, give her it's the, not great. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt that she didn't do it to get the story. She was she like, she was
0: seduced by those
2: cheats. She was seduced. And who yeah. wouldn't be, you know, yeah. if I'm interviewing Van Dam <laughs> in Hong Kong and he's like, let's fuck. i would be like, sure. I mean, <laughs> if I wasn't married, of course. <laughs> okay, my dear husband, you know, I mean, you is, know, I would is not. This just
0: like having that, the the cheat card, right? Uh, like the old sign.
2: <laughs> like a whole, <laughs> like, like, I feel it's like it, like I would be forgiven. I just, <laughs> I just feel that way. Like generally, yeah. or like it would yeah. be one of those situations, like apologize later instead of asking for permission first. Uh, but that's right. I digress uh, on this uh, whole.
0: Listen, but we yes. all have, we're all human, okay? We all have yeah. desires in our hearts and in other places, and it's okay to have those desires. This is a sex-positive
2: podcast. It's
0: sex- positive podcast.
2: We don't kink shame. We don't ass-shame. We support That's your right. horniness. <laughs> Um and we exactly. support your venom horniness specifically more than the other types of horniness uh is, is I don't know the the plural of that word.
0: It's hor-
2: but yeah. yeah,
0: right? I just <laughs> horniness which is horniness. Yeah, you
2: say? Uh, <laughs> but yes, there are there are very problematic uh aspects to this um journey and I despite my uh obvious love for the piece, I cannot, in good conscience, pretend like they're not there. And you you also had some troubles with the fight-specific I, ha- I have
0: right. one small beef. The big beef is just the cultural insensitivity. That's the big beef. The tiny yeah. beef here is just... First of all, because we're going after this vibe of, like, the no-holds-barred, it, it, there's a lot of stuff about this that was, like, in real life, th- the no-holds-barred stuff, at least in America, was... A lot of, hey, a jiu-jitsu guy versus a boxer versus a wrestler. You know, all these very different disciplines going up against each other. But none of these people are grapplers. Like, come the fuck on. There should be some grappling going on. There's a couple of judo throws here and there. And it's like, yay, I got excited for those. But, like, grappling is a big part of all this. And none of them are grappling. And secondary to that, I guess because they're not grappling... People will get a knockdown. There's so many dirty fighters who are doing the worst shit. Horrible, dirty, dirty, dirty tactics. However, they'll get a knockdown and they just let the, you know, they just like talk to the crowd or something. That, my friends, that is where you go and get mount or get the back. Like that's the whole fucking point of fighting is you get somebody on the ground and that's where the real fun fighting happens. I'm saying this as a very biased grappler who enjoys grappling more than the (laughs) stand-up stuff. But like, what the hell? Where are my wrestlers? Where are my jujitsu jitsu people? Yeah. Where are my, like, you know, again, judo, there's a little bit of judo here. Here and there, there's a little bit of judo. But, like, come on. This is supposed to be all the different styles, not just the punky, yeah. kicky styles. Like, those are great. I have no problem with that. But, like, there's other stuff. And there was other stuff that was a big part of this kind of movement and this kind of thing that they are... Again, not necessarily intentionally going for the the idea of the mixed martial arts or the no holds barred, which is what it was called at that time, kind of coming together and proving, my style's more badass than your style. It's like, well, you gotta actually show different styles if you're gonna do that.
2: Small beef, small beef. I I would say that like I get it because the grappling probably wouldn't just translate all that well uh, to this truly ludicrous movie. <laughs> but that is all you know, you're about being wrong,
0: Fernanda. You have like a real answer for this, and I'm just like, why aren't they grappling? And you're like, well, because no, it's, but it's I, fucking I boring to watch, Danielle. And I'm sitting here, sadly drinking my grappling juice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I support it, and I will say uh, two things. Mora is actually the one guy who like grapples a little bit, and there is uh, a little bit of
0: wrestling. Yes, there is. There's right. a
2: little bit, right? And there's uh, a piece. That uh, a good friend of mine, Dan Tom, uh, wrote about, like, ranking specifically how the fighters uh, in Bloodsport and the Kumite would fare, like, uh, also as MMA fighters, kind of uh, like my piece. Yes. Though he wrote his first, so... uh, Maybe I copied him a little. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> the, there is no copying. It was a very the two different pieces, but I recommend yes. his uh, on MMA Junkie. And uh, he ranks uh, more at fourth. And he's okay. like, people yep. might be surprised, uh, but he could even be first because he's the only one who does any grappling. Yes, and do. so he's absolutely correct there. And in my piece, I when I discuss all the like strengths of each uh, individual Van Damme fighter, I do put the, the blood sport one, which would probably be people's most obvious pick as mm-hmm. the ultimate um, MMA fighter, because that's a quintessential MMA fighter. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think he would necessarily be the best one because he has no grab. We don't see any grappling. Yeah. So like if he fights a pure wrestler, Frank Dukes is fucked. He he's, can't do he's anything He's on his ass in
0: four seconds. He's going to lose the world record. Like, he's going to be on the losing right? end of the world record if he of goes the against wrestler. Record.
2: Imagine Frank Dukes against Jake Shields or whatever. Uh, or don't, because that, that would be tremendously boring. <laughs> 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 but, you know, uh, I don't know. Gor- it, Gordon it, Ryan, a- I guess,
0: maybe. Yeah, even though I, I have issues with Gordon Ryan myself. Anyway, yeah. Oh yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, (laughs) Exactly.
0: You you heard it here first, friend. Great grappler. Maybe not
2: the best. Oh, I uh Dan Tom actually called uh more the Ryan Hall of of, uh, Ah, the Kumite. And our listeners are probably a little lost in this conversation, so sorry, but I can absolutely see that. It's We're a very nerds, strange, very pure wrestling uh, grappler guy who does the weirdest things to lure people into his lair of limbs. Do people so, know
0: Habib Nurmagomedov? Like, do people know probably d- household name? Like, wicked, great grappler, all time like great MMA grappler. Like, at least in the in the world of MMA, like yeah, in in the world of what the Kumite would allow. Hobie would do amazing. And he's not a big guy at all. He fought at 155. He's not a big dude. So. Yeah.
2: And, and maybe Frank Dukes is a good wrestler. And we just don't know. We just never see he it. he didn't face. So that's why, like, when I wrote about it, I was like, I'm just not confident that yeah. he would. I, I haven't seen enough to make yeah. this judgment. Whereas, like one judo we'll throw th- at one exactly. point. It's
0: like, that's we'll not enough it. to we'll show We'll see me. it
2: with other movies we'll talk about this month. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ones in which he shows a little bit more of just like, his ability to change levels and and, and avoid takedowns and things like that. But in this movie, you're absolutely right. We don't see it. Um, Which I understand why, but I think it's a legitimate... (laughs) I think it's a legitimate gripe you have there, Danielle. I I do...
0: I feel like if this movie were being made today, I, I want to think that there would be at least some more grappling. And even if it was just, like, very fun, basic, like rear naked chokes and like like fun explosive wrestling moves because that does look cool that reads to anybody like somebody who can actually do like a big ass fireman carry and like that looks cool as hell and that reads to everybody so like i bet they would do like a little bit maybe of that um, (laughs) you know
2: (laughs) so if you had a time machine uh would you go back in time and maybe tell the the creators, the the brilliant minds behind Bloodsport, maybe just throw a little. I said a little.
0: Have Mora, um, have him not do, do the thing, thing that doesn't look good, and have him <laughs> do like a couple of cool takedowns, and then we're gonna fix at least part of the issues, both of my issues, the actual big issue that's actually an issue, and my weird grappler beef. <laughs> both, you know what I'm saying? Like I've, I'm, yeah, I've got I'll, answers.
2: I'll add one thing there, too. Like, Van Damme's style, it's not very energy efficient. No. He throws so many fucking kicks that land nowhere. (laughs) And it's like, it looks great for the camera, Van Damme, but we all know that those jumpy, speeding kicks demand so much energy, and you're just, like, burning up through, like, all of your fucking muscles doing this, and you're not even landing. So it's like, you're impressing Janice. I get it. There's actually a scene when he, like, reminds himself of, like, his training with the blindfold. And so the crotch the stops, like, being being effective against them. And there's a scene in which he's, like, approaching Chong Li with these several, like, head kicks. And not a single one of them lands. And Janice looks very impressed. And I'm like, Janice, you shouldn't be impressed. Janice this is just fucking stupid. up. <laughs> <laughs> Janice, he's literally hitting nothing. Like, Janice, you're being blinded by your vagina.
0: Exactly. Like,
2: by another kind of crotch dust here. And you're just not having adequate judgment of the situation. Yeah. Like, nope. no judges would be scoring this for him. So, so I have that crit- critique, too. Like, he wastes so much energy in things that don't really work. Yeah. Like, nobody has that much, nobody has that much, like, that, that big of a gas tank. His cardio is, I don't believe it. I don't buy it.
0: Yeah, it seems supernatural. I guess the only <laughs> argument you could possibly even make is that, like, these rounds are actually a minute long <laughs> instead of, oh, like, a five-minute right. uh, round, and there are mm-hmm. multiple of them, and it's just like, well, I guess you might as well use all your energy because it's, like, a minute. But then again, the rules are really unclear, so
2: who knows? <laughs> who could say? Again, it's the <laughs> Kumite. You're, they're not in the business of answering your questions. <laughs>
0: right. True. They're in the business of
2: like breaking bricks and breaking balls and necks sometimes in very dark twists.
0: (laughs) A literal dark twist. (laughs) (laughs) Good. That was good. That was good. I think we should transition on that one to shelf life. How do you feel about that? Does that sound good to you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'll just one final shout out. Oh, please. We said it before and I'll say it again to the one liners, though. They oh, are truly yes. spectacular. Yeah. You could just fill out a whole book with just one-liners from this movie. Yep. Just as I was picking nicknames, I had like so many contestants. Like, no shit you want or his invitation. <laughs> He's the American shithead who makes tricks with bricks. Yep. You lose, American asshole. So many amazing. <laughs> so, so many, many amazing little moments.
0: So yeah. fucking many. My God. And like, they're all equally iconic. That's the best part. Like, it's not like there's really a, a hierarchy of the one-liners. They're all great.
2: <laughs> exactly. They're yeah. all beautiful in their own unique, special ways, yeah. and they all deserve love and recognition. I just feel like this movie should have won more awards. But okay, that's just no.
0: Point. I agree. <laughs> I super agree, and and that's actually a great segue into our shelf life segment, where we can award it. This is the section where we decide if the movie belongs uh, on a staff pick shelf where it's displayed really proudly. Like this is one of this is one of ours. This is one of our movies. You know what I'm saying? Or if it's like a middle aisle placement, which is totally respectable, or if it's getting, you know, drop kicked into the dumpster for not having enough grappling. I, I'm just kidding. It's not. It's not going to the dumpster. I know it's not going in the damn dumpster. Don't worry. That, that
2: was a very specific piece of criticism <laughs> for being oh, you know, like problematic.
0: It was a shitty double Go in there. <laughs> one fireman carry away. <laughs> yeah. Any movie, any of these VHS tapes that we always are watching on VHS. Or beta, I guess. Uh, <laughs> they could all, okay. they could all be firemen carried right into the dumpster if needed. So you know, no movie is safe, friends. For my terrible, terrible wrestling game. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: right. um, I, I feel like I can't go any other way with this one because it's yeah. just, I have to go with my heart. Yeah. And I can't betray my heart and I will accept whatever uh, judgment you make, but this will forever be a staff pick for me. Like to yeah. me, just it's, it deserves to like exist in its own like plane, to be honest. Like mm-hmm. maybe we shouldn't mm-hmm. be talking about Bloodsport uh, along with other uh, movies just because it exists in its own very like deranged uh, universe sure. but since we are comparing it against other of the movies like i can't i can't vote any other way than to place it uh on my staff big shelf yeah
0: i could be persuaded my only my only reservation Nanda is that we have three other van dams this month yeah and you know what I am actually very personally okay with all of them being staff picks. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Like, I have no problem giving A's. I have no problem giving A's. You know what I'm saying? I have no problem giving staff picks. Yeah. It's exclusive to a point, but the things that make us smile are the things that make us smile. You know what I'm saying? So I am going to give this my blessing as a staff pick. Okay. compete in the Kumite that is the staff pick shelf with, the, you know, the usual thing that we might throw some things off the staff pick shelf. Yeah. You know, like the core might not survive forever on the staff pick shelf. It might yeah. not, you know? It's possible that it, that it doesn't.
2: <laughs> and once we're like through exploring the Van Dam universe for the month, yeah. we might feel differently. We might revisit. We might like have a better basis of comparison. Yeah. I'm okay with like, Putting it lower in the staff pick shelf and just seeing how it goes, like yeah. it's there, uh, but I I can't I, I I just I'd be betraying my own yeah. essence if I voted any other way for this one.
0: Absolutely, it's a staff pick. I'm comfortable with pick. it. I feel awesome. good about it. I feel good in my heart, in my yes. little my little blue belt soul
2: about it. Yes, <laughs> dude, I, my my wildest dreams are coming true this month. Best. Yes. Like <laughs> Beginning of the year, it's always like a difficult time, right? Like you're yeah. coming back from holidays. You're going back into real life. Like January tends to be a tough January's month. It's
0: hard.
2: Yeah. But now. It's cold. At least here it's cold. I hate the here cold. Here it's supposed to be. I was in Toronto, so. Oh, yeah. Was, you were
0: actually in the cold.
2: Yeah. I, I was living. You know. I was living coldness. But like. Yeah. <laughs> thanks to you and Paul. Yeah. My January is warm on the inside. Oh. It's warm in my heart because yeah. I get to just just fulfill all my my goals and aspirations and talk about it.
0: Oh, <laughs> Which is sad basking. when I
2: say it out loud.
0: <laughs> no, it's not sad. You're basking in the warm glow of a Van Dam cheek, and it's yes. beautiful.
2: Yes. So I love it for us. And I love that we get to kick it off with the with the staff pick. Oh, same.
0: I'm really proud of us for getting through <laughs> in our haze, in our difficulties <laughs> in early January for anything to happen. Anytime things happen that are good in January is a triumph. You know what I'm saying? Like we're starting on a staff pick. I love Van Dam, you love Van Dam. I love his butt. You love his butt. We're doing great. And I'm so happy about it. We're going to have a fun month. I'm so glad. And uh, gonna going to go ahead and and introduce our podcast now. Thank you so much, my friends, for listening. Uh, that's all for this week. Thank you so much to my co-host for joining me. Thank you, Fernanda, for being our shidoshi, our professor, Aww. our sensei in the Van Damology. Uh, I'm so happy to be here with that. Uh, thank you at home for listening. And thank you to our producer, our incredible producer, Paul... Sunrise Splits to Mayo <laughs> <laughs> for all the help in making this show not only not suck, but also kind of rule, actually. Um, we do hope you come back to your friendly neighborhood video story next week for another Van Dam special. And if you'd like to show us some support, you can do so by rating and reviewing our show on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app that you use. It's a new year, so we'd love to see some new reviews. Maybe, you know, by next week? If you you could, if you could take a minute, that'd be awesome Yes, Uh,
2: review us Give us your honest opinions But only if they're good
0: (laughs) Only if we're a staff pick
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, only if you like us If you don't, keep it to yourself
0: Thank you And if you do like us and you do leave us a cool review We'll even read it on the show Isn't that exciting? getting a a nice little review on the show. We think it's exciting. Hey, we're easily excited, but we also have a good time here. Uh, (laughs) uh, Spotify also recently introduced a rating feature. So if you could just take an extra second to rate us on there, we'd really appreciate it. It really goes a long way in spreading the word about the show. And if you know any other movie buffs in your life, please tell them about our show too. That would really help us. We'd super appreciate it. Until then, we'd love for you to join our movie club. Come by at and join the You Love to See It channel for news, updates, discussion, and uh, some special events. We want to hear from you, so come on by. We also have other great shows at fanbite.com slash podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at fanbyte media, Instagram at fanbyte, TikTok on fanbyte, and of course, on fanbyte.com. And you can watch our streams on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. You can uh, hang out with Paul Tamayo, our incredible producer, at Polly Mayo on Twitter. Fernanda, how about you? Where are you on Twitter?
2: I am at... Nanda nandaprates underscore that's n-a-n-d-a-p-r-t-e-s underscore and i also talk a lot about Indian there because again i built my entire personality around this very specific thing and it's not concerning <laughs> at all <laughs> i think
0: it's beautiful it's a staff <laughs> <hit>. <laughs> <laughs> and next week we're going to be watching sudden death so get ready for that join us on the discord and get ready for sudden death if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at Ri, And I just want to personally thank you all. Uh, we've been doing you Love to See It. Actually, almost it's been over a year now. I'm really excited about it. We're doing, we're having a lot of fun. It's almost over two years, actually, which is incredible. And uh, yeah, so thank you all so much. We'll talk to you next time with another incredible Van Damme special. And until then, you love to see it.